Episode 338, Room with a View. Hello, welcome, uh, thank you for joining me. Um, still in some sort of pandemic as I record this, so um, I hope you're all uh, staying safe, following the rules. Um, it's quite interesting that um, there's uh, some uh, vaccinations have been uh, coming out from some of the major um, ph- pharmaceutical companies, um, and it's interesting they the first announcement, something like, you know, um, in trials of, you know, 20,000 people, it was more than 70% uh, successful at, uh, in, you know, in giving you immunity against uh, <laughs> COVID, you know, which is pretty good. 70% is pretty good. And then another company came out and went, oh, uh, it's 90%. And then the first company released a statement going, it's up to, it's up to 95%. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sort of think, hmm, it's, well, it's at least, I mean, 70% has probably been honest, I think, um, but obviously it's quite a competitive um, place to be, I think, at the moment. Uh, and when they're talking about billions of uh, vaccinations, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's a, apparently it's the price of a cup of coffee, um, each vaccination. So I'm not quite sure what, I'm quite sure what that is. Is that like a Starbucks? It's not, it doesn't mean instant coffee, does it? Um, so I'm assuming something like two or three euro, maybe five dollars, five bucks, as they say in the uh, United States of America, uh, which I, I'm still not talking about much because <laughs> the uh, I think they're still counting uh, <laughs> the election. So um, yeah, and if you listen to this any time in the future, um, what a time to be alive 2020 was. Um, just when you think a year can't get any worse after COVID, um, we have Brexit to enjoy and uh, <laughs> the president who doesn't want to leave. Oh man, it's just, it's been a mad old year this. Um, so yeah, what a what a time to be alive. But um, so uh, technically still in lockdown. This is the second lockdown uh, in Ireland. Uh, I don't think it's as strict as the first, but it's still, it's still pretty strict. It's like stay at home, don't do anything uh, don't go anywhere. <laughs> you don't, don't talk to people there. <laughs> now, you know, if I'm honest, um, I don't really um, see a lot of people anywhere. Uh, I see it even less now. Um, so it wasn't a huge difference. Um, I would have been uh, getting out of the house more, uh, definitely, than I am. Um, I've got a treadmill there because I was just getting so lazy and just feeling rubbish. You know, I had to do something, so... I do 20 minutes a day on the treadmill. I'm not going to break any Olympic records. I'm um, certainly not running anyway. But it's it keep it keeping active, you know. So, uh, obviously, I'm working uh, throughout uh, the pandemic, working from home. Uh, and I'm in my, uh, my home office, uh, which is it's quite, it's quite a nice little space. I'm just looking around it at the moment. Um, I've got an IKEA chair, uh, which is fantastic for the back absolutely terrible for the bottom i mean i think it's the squab they call it and i've probably i've probably mentioned this before in a previous podcast but um kensington uh, and you've probably heard of kensington they do all sorts of accessories to computers and thank god they do an accessory for an office chair and they do um well i don't want to call it a big cushion right it's like a real big chunky memory foam thing and it's a certain unusual shape it's very hard to describe but it's basically roughly the same shape as the the chair that you sit, you know, the, the thing that you sit on on the chair, and uh, except there's a cutout and there's a certain place where you you put your spine, I think, where you you know, and it, it's actually nice. Um, without this uh, cushion, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't do eight hours a day in here, you know. And I do I do get up and walk around as much as possible. Um, 
it's it's just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> just been here all all the time, you know. Uh, sitting here, but yeah. So I've got an IKEA chair, which to be fair is one of the best chairs I've ever had. Certainly for the back, and it's sturdy. It feels strong. I think it's some ridiculous warranty on it. Um, I don't know if it's twenty five years or five years or something. I know it was crazy, but um, so it's good. It's a good chair, but the base on it was just so hard on my bottom. It was terrible. Yes, I know. But anyway, <laughs> and then the other thing, uh, uh, ailments I got um, it was my elbow. My right elbow started to hurt me quite badly. The joint. Um, and I started thinking of ergonomics um, and what was wrong with the setup. So I've converted my desk to a, a sit-stand desk. Uh, I don't actually use it for standing, would you believe it? I, I have a, it feels strange to me to stand and type. Uh, I've spent 30 years sitting down and typing, and I think that's probably why. But what this gives me now, it's not electric. Um, it's actually a little, there's a little handle, and the handle's great for putting my headphones on. But the handle gives me a little granular adjustment so I can get it just right and I've noticed if I have it a certain height and it's actually slightly higher than it was when it was just a normal desk I don't get a sore elbow the sore elbow will be gone so it's obviously an injury caused by you know the posture's not correct that's that's what's happening so I was quite pleased that that fixed that um I don't think I'll ever stand and, and type though to be honest it's not really gonna not really going to happen, you know. So it's quite a nice environment. Um, I've got three clocks on the wall. Uh, Pacific time, Dallas time, Irish time. <laughs> I got a little signs. Um, I got a company in there. Uh, I think they're in Germany. Um, too. Uh, they're like little plastic self-adhesive signs that you can you get any message or whatever you want on them. So I, I thought it was a nice little touch. Um, and the, the three zones... Um, there's some relevance, I think, to the word. I not always. Um, and, you know, it's just handy. They can glance up. You know, if I know someone's in the US, you know, and they might not be in, in you know, Texas or whatever, but I've had an idea that, like, it's really early. You know, I mean, at the moment, as I'm recording this, it's uh, seven minutes to six in the morning in, in, in Texas. You know, so, anyhow. Um, so, it's a nice space. You know, I've got three screens. I have a 55-inch uh, on the wall, which is just the right height for me. I know there's a tendency, I think people put them too high when they put them on the wall and stuff like that, but I've measured mine so it's just the right height. And I've got two screens. Uh, so these two screens, one's a very old one I've had. I think I've had it um, nine years I've had it. It's a HP 24 inch uh, 1080p screen. Fantastic, still going strong. Uh, I've got a bigger uh, 28 inch uh, Samsung 4K screen as well. And I had a few little issues with this screen. Um, so basically, I got a bracket, you know, for the two screens, um, and uh, the, the it's Visa, I think it's called, is it? Or Visa, Visa, V E S A. It's called. It's a standard mountain, you know. There's four holes, and they're either seventy five, one hundred, two hundred, four hundred millimeter, you know, um, apart the holes, you know. So it's just standard, like you know. But I had a problem with the Samsung because uh, the actual mounting point was actually very. Um, I'm trying to think about this now. It was actually very high up on the on the actual screen. So when I mounted it with the right way up, um, I couldn't adjust it. It was rubbish. It was in the wrong place, you know. It was just above the desk. I might as well have been on the stand on the desk, you know. So I did something really clever. <laughs> I turned it upside down. <laughs> so the screen's upside down now uh, on, on the bracket. Uh, so obviously now I have to configure it within Windows, um, you know, to invert that particular display. And it sort of works, you know. There is something slightly strange about the LED uh, in the sense of um, there's different adjustments and different angles when you look at it. If you look down it or look up at it, sometimes you don't get the full contrast across the whole screen. So obviously it's not designed to be upside down, I don't think. 
But anyway, it solved that little problem. Um, so yeah, so I've got a 28 inch. It is a 4K screen, which is nice. Um, and 28 inches is a good size. I mean, looking at my desk now, it's, um, I don't know what that would be now, 160 mil maybe, uh, so 160 centimeter, 1600 mil, um, sort of long the desk is. So, and those two screens pretty much fill it. Um, I, I couldn't put a third screen here, I don't believe. I don't think I have enough space. I don't want to go upwards because that'd hide me clocks, you know. Uh, but what is also nice is I've got a, I've got a switch box. Uh, I'm just trying to look at the name on it now. I just have to read this. It's uh, EZCOO, I think. And the double O looks like an infinity symbol anyway. So this is a, this is a nifty little HDMI switcher uh, that I've got. So basically the situation is I've got my home PC uh, and I have a, a work laptop, you know. And I want to be able to use the screens with my work laptop and I want to be able to use the screens with my home PC. So in terms of the big screen, the 55 inch, that's plugged into the home PC. That's not going to any, any work stuff at all. Uh, but the other two screens go into this switch box and uh, it's quite nice because um, you know, you can, you know, you can do all sorts of things. It comes with a little remote control. So you have two outputs. So my left hand's output one, the right hand's output two. So the one on the left, um, I can have any of the, any of the inputs, you know, so it can be the home PC or the work, you know, um, um, laptop and you can even duplicate them you can have them both the same if you want you know but uh, it means I can switch between home stuff and work stuff just by clicking on a couple of little buttons so there's a few little oddities with it though because my one of my screens is 1080p not 4k so there is a little dip switch setting you have to do to tell it to you know downscale to 1080p Otherwise, it gets a 4K signal and just panics. You know, it doesn't work. It does not like a 4K signal at all. So, and that's just it gives sort of gives you an idea how old it is when it you know doesn't like the old uh, <clears throat> 4K signal. So, so that's sort of me. me screens. Uh, I've got a Bluetooth um, Logitech uh, keyboard and mouse, and they have you can have three devices on each one of them. So, uh, obviously, the primary device is the home PC, and I just flick it over to two. And then go on to the work laptop, you know. And I've also the third setting, which that could be a, a, a an iPhone or a touchpad. It doesn't have to be a PC or a Mac or anything. It could be the Mac as well, you know. So it's just quite a nice little setup. Um, I found the signal quality uh, wasn't great on the <laughs> on the wireless keyboard and mouse. That was the only thing, and I was getting problems with uh, key bounce and all sorts of weird things going on. So I do have the cable a little bit closer now with the sensor. It might as well be a wired keyboard, but at least it gives me the ability to flick between. Um, you know, different devices. And it seems to work okay. Um, I have, uh, my headphones are um, uh, Sony headphones. They're the, um, not the latest XM4s, XM3s they are. And uh, they work sort of okay. Um, and, you know, the one, I wasn't going to buy new headphones after these. I use these every single day for hours every day. They're brilliant. But I'd like the ability to connect to more than one source at one time, right? <laughs> or easily flick between them, you know, uh, which I find is a, a nightmare with these. Um, even though there's, you know, the sound reduction, uh, noise reduction, all the rest of it is fantastic. Um, just having more than one device is a problem. So I usually leave them um, Bluetooth-wise. They're usually just synced uh, up with my uh, work laptop. Uh, and then when I do things like this, doing podcasts with my PC, I actually have a, a little cable into me Focusrite Scarlet Solo box. So um, I use it wired, basically, the headphones when I'm when I'm using it with the, with the PC. And it's fine, you know, it's actually interesting because I've got some Bose headphones as well. And they're noise cancelling, they're really old ones. I don't know what they are. 
fifteens, uh, I think they're from a long time ago anyway. And I noticed something very strange about them. Um, so basically, um, the way I work when I'm doing these podcasts, I have the headphones plugged in and um, I've got direct uh, monitor switched on. So basically it's feeding my whatever it's receiving on the microphone back to me in the headphones, you know. And with the Sony's on, I turn the noise cancelling on the Sony's. I can hear my voice really well, really clear, you know. And it, I think that helps a lot, especially when you're recording stuff like this. But when I put the Bose headphones on, something very strange happens. So what the Bose does, not only does it noise cancel um, from the ambience around you, it also does some noise cancellation from the feed itself. So uh, to give you an example, uh, like I say, with these Sony headphones on, it's, it's the room sounds silent because of the noise cancelling, but I can hear my voice coming through on the direct monitor. It's all good, you know. And yet, when I put the bows on, direct monitor doesn't work. <laughs> it cancels out my voice. I don't. I don't get the. Uh, I don't hear my voice. It's the. It's the weirdest thing, you know. Um, so it, it's as if it noise cancels through the cable as well as the ambience around it, you know. I, that's the only way I could describe it. Maybe I've just got it completely wrong, but all I know is I can't wear the Bose headphones, you know. So yeah, so um, so that's the that's the audio side of things really. And the only speaker I have is on the the big screen for the for the PC. So I don't have any fancy sound systems. Over the years, I've had every single one going. I've had soundbars. I've had seven one surround sound, but uh, not now. I mean, I, I have um, uh, one of those devices from <laughs> from Amazon that you can talk to that I'm not going to mention because it'll go off. But uh, and that's got a good speaker. It's the Echo, I think it is. Um, not the latest one, it's a generation or two but ago, but it's, it works very well now, you know. Uh, I, I do still find it hard, though, talking to a, um, that person from Amazon, you know, who <laughs> you can get to do things. <laughs> and uh, But that's that's probably the good quality speaker, speaker in the room, you know. So, um, and I suppose, you know, one of the um, most important aspects of this uh, home office is that it's a room with a view. Um, I'm actually next to the window, um, it's sunny out. The sun's really, uh, really starting to come out. But uh, well, it's, it's an interesting view. I mean, it's literally just an estate, a housing estate in Dublin. Um, there isn't anything. I mean, on the face of it, it sounds tedious and boring. On the face of it, because I look out and it's just loads of grey buildings and. You know, when people are in work, you know, there's no cars around and all the rest of it. But it's amazing, amazing how much activity I actually see going on. So I'll just, I just walk you through, <laughs> through a few of the things that I've seen in my window. Now, bear in mind, I'm not sitting here just looking out the window. I'm actually working. But every so often you want to exercise the eyes and, you know, I'll be looking out, you know. So there's a few things that go on. So I think, I, I think you know, there's something that nobody talks about. And I think it should be it should be talked about, and that is learner drivers. <laughs> I have nothing against the learner driver. I was one once. I was rubbish. It's fine. However, I'm sort of near the corner of the road here, and they use it. So in, in the in Ireland, I think the UK as well, and many driving tests, and um, when you you know getting a driving license for driving a car, one of the exercises is reversing around the corner. Right. So you can run up to a junction on the road. You pull in. And then you have to reverse it around, being wary of the traffic and keeping it nice and tidy, you know, a foot and a half away from the curb and then stopping. And that's one of the things you have to pass in your driving test. Except not only do I get people doing the driving tests, I get people practicing around the corner. Now, you know, one or two a day is fine. Three or four is fine. Um, I think at one point they were queuing up 
uh, to reverse round Mike Garner. And with varying degrees of uh, skill and panache, some of them are absolutely rubbish. Um, and they should certainly shouldn't be on the roads. And I've started to recognise the driving test examiners, the guys who are doing the driving tests, you know. And uh, they get out, they actually get out of the car now. They didn't do this in my day, but he actually gets out and he stands there and watches them. And there, there's a reason they're using my corner. Uh, obviously, it's used in some of the driving tests as part of the route, you know, for this particular driving test centre. Uh, and the other thing as well, it's a bit of a swine of a corner because I had some dishing done. So the curb outside the front of my house has dropped um, just so I could drive the cars in, you know, over the years. But uh, it means that as you're coming around, it's almost invisible the edge of the curb it's pretty hard to see now so it is a bit of a naughty one but they've obviously picked that corner you know i'm just a bit fed up of having 30 40 even 50 people reversing around me bloody corner <laughs> so that's one thing uh, that i see quite a lot of and uh, like i say i mean it's a public road whatever but uh I just, it's one of those, oh man, it just never, ever ends. <laughs> so what else have I seen? Well, I was just um, looking out the window one day and uh, it was a quite a nice BMW uh, stopped outside the house. Uh, and this guy ran up and, uh, geez, I thought he looks a bit like a drug addict. He looks pretty rough now. Um, you know, the elements of uh, the air of a tramp about him, you know, there's something, you know. Um, and I sort of just jump in the passenger seat of this car. Uh, I expect them to drive off. I thought, oh, this nice fella in the BMW. He's giving this nice nice young man a, a lift somewhere, you know. He wasn't a car. So he's just looking down. What's going on there, you know? Uh, I mean, this is a public place. I'm not, you know, I'm not prying into people's personal business. And he did something very strange. He, um, you know, he, he gives give the fella, give the driver something. And the driver gave him something. And he, he sort of got his foot up on his knee, on his knee in the front, which I thought was quite quite impressive. I actually couldn't do that in the car. Um, I mean, my joints aren't what they used to be. So he puts his foot up on his, uh, so it's his right foot on his left knee. He put he puts something in his sock. <laughs> um, and within a minute or two, he's out of the car again, gone. And the guy's just whizzed off. He speeds off down the road, you know. So it took me quite a while to realise that I think I just witnessed uh, <laughs> somebody buying drugs <laughs> outside my house. It's a, you know, and I suppose it's it is quite a quiet estate. We don't get lots of police guards. We call them over here um, around the place, you know. But um, I was just sort of blown away, and I, I was so naive in some ways because. I thought, geez, you know, what's he putting in his sock? You know, are we getting off someone? He's obviously hiding drugs there, isn't he? <laughs> so that was quite, um, that's quite interesting, you know. Um, during the height of the lockdown, um, there was used to be a lot of people exercising, you know. Um, it seems to have petered out a little bit now. There isn't as many. I mean, maybe it's because the weather's going off. It's gone awful cold. But during the summer, and people would do like circuits of the estate. So you'd see them every 10 minutes to be going around and around, going absolutely crazy, you know. And some of, some of them were walking dogs, and the dogs were getting worn out, I think, because they were going round and round and round, you know. <laughs> so that was that was sort of quite interesting. Um, but my personal favourite at the moment, if, if that's the correct phrase, is um, delivery men uh, and women. Let's not be sexist about this. There's a lot of delivery women. Um, and it's a... Um, it's a what's the word? well everybody's at home everybody's ordering online you know there's lots of deliveries it's coming up to christmas the end of november as i'm talking about november the 24th whatever um and obviously you know you, a lot of shops are closed because of lockdown non-essential shops you have to order online don't you um so what i've noticed is there's a pattern <laughs> 
So you get like DHL, UPS coming around, you know, with the proper vans and doing deliveries. And they're literally stopping every few houses. It's incredible, you know. And then a while later, you'll get these little white vans, you know, and they'll be delivering stuff. Uh, and then you get um, taxis, taxis delivering stuff, you know. <laughs> and what I've noticed is, so the, the proper vans, the UPS, the DHL, um, GLS, whatever, all the different, you know, uh, Fastway and, you know, whoever the other couriers are, DPD, um, the proper vans have a tendency to carry the boxes, the heavier boxes, you know. And then the small little vehicles seem to have what can only be described as, um, I suppose, clothing deliveries, like squishy stuff is probably the way I'm going to describe it. Stuff that you can probably shove through a letterbox without destroying it, um, you know. <laughs> but it's interesting. And then you see, I've seen taxi drivers um, as well. The sheer volume of products being delivered to people's houses is just incredible. Um, I don't think this is a very, um, you know, a rich estate by any means. I probably one of the richest person people on it, but don't tell anybody that. <laughs> I'm not giving you the address. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, just the volume of deliveries is, is really incredible. Um, and uh, I, I did read an article, I, I think with one of the courier companies, they're going to employ 700 new people in, in, on the island of Ireland for deliveries. And I think this is going to be the new normal. Um, you know, the situation I have with the contract of the company I'm working for, uh, working from home is probably going to go on until well into 2021 certainly till the middle of, of the year. And then after that, I think most companies will might follow a blended approach because, you know, this isn't going to be the last pandemic. Um, and it's how we, you know, it's now become such a priority for the world. We have to change our behavior. So hopefully not, not too much, but um, so the blended approach would be, you know, you may be in the office a couple of days a week or you might have meetings, you know, every week or two, you know, where you, you physically get together. But the primary place to work is, is from home. So... Uh, and I do believe the the site that I was working on is going to be completely re-engineered uh, for the new future, you know. So uh, it's all interesting stuff. And I, I think, you know, we just have to get used to this. Um, I think we're all going to be vaccinated. Um, huge number of anti-vaxxers online now spreading all sorts of awful stories. Like, and, uh, you know, I don't normally wade into some of the more extreme views on Twitter and, and things like that. But um, this particular person, I'm not going to name... Um, she basically said that, uh, you know, there's no way they're going to force me to have a vaccine. Not when, like, one child in 55,000 is going to be badly injured by it, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, statistics like that and, you know, focusing on side effects on anything is, is, is crazy, you know. I mean, half the people that were commenting in agreement or disagreeing with her uh, wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for vaccines. So, I mean... It's a ridiculous thing to say, and it's a ridiculous stance to take. And uh, I, I, you know, um, um, people can have their opinion, and people can not take a vaccine. Um, and you know, I, I don't mind that in some ways. If a person decides I'm not going to be vaccinated, okay, well, it's all right. You can die, and then you'll be left with the intelligent people who know it's the right thing to do. <laughs> uh, it's when it comes to children that I have a problem with, of course. And uh, if the parents don't believe in it, and bearing in mind that the parents aren't scientists, you know, um, they have no idea. And there's been a lot of misinformation around vaccinations over the years about, you know, the effects it has on people and autism and all this. And it's all completely untrue. There's absolutely nothing. There's no scientific evidence to back up any of it. You know, I'm no, I'm, you know don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, that, you know, the people aren't have side effects. You get side effects with everything. You can be allergic. I know a guy, I know a guy was allergic to cheese. And I found it quite interesting. He said, if I eat a piece, a piece of cheese, I could die. I said, wow. I said, do you, do you eat milk? Do you eat milk? Do you drink milk? And he goes, yeah, 
I was like, oh, that's weird, isn't it? You know, <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, that's strange. But uh, you can be sensitive to anything, you know, and I think um, these things are as tested as, you know, humanly possible. They're tested to the nth degree, you know. But, uh, you know, people talk about vaccinations and, and it hurting people and side effects. Like I said, everything, you know, paracetamol, um, look at Bruce Lee, you know, he got, uh, he died from, uh, you know, allergic reactions to a pain medication, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it, you know, uh, I'd actually do a, I might do a podcast, I think, about Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee, um, his son, because um, obviously they both, they both died before the time, which I think is interesting, um, yeah, that's quite an interesting story, and uh, yeah, anyhow, but yeah, so, um, I'm going to get vaccinated. I have no problem. <laughs> I just think, you know, if a person doesn't want to, and enough people, you know, and the worst thing about being online, especially Twitter, is it's this emotiveness that spreads this rubbish, isn't it? You know, so. But uh, I'm definitely going to take the vaccine anyway, so, you know, to hell with it. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. I've gone on an awful long time. Um, so, yeah, so my home office, um, it truly is um, a room with a view.